Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel, and on today's episode, we've got Reagan Prep head coach Anthony Jackson. The Rams are only in their second season of boys basketball at the varsity level, but they are region champions for the first time. They won the title this week, and we talked with head coach Anthony Jackson about that building process and and what it took to kind of get to that point and looking ahead to the playoffs that are a couple of weeks away. Let's get to that conversation. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for taking some time to come in and talk a little Reagan Preps hoops with me. You know, you guys uh, are in the midst of a big week, you know, winning your first region championship. So thanks for carving out a little time to come in and talk about it. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Big shout out to Sean Reagan and the Reagan Prep staff for what we're doing over there. Um, we got some big things coming. I'm excited about what's to come. Absolutely. And, you know, this has been, you know, a quick process for you guys to win a region. This is just your second season of basketball and the first one within that kind of region structure. I know you guys set goals of winning a region, but when you are actually preparing for your first season actually in a region, did that seem like a realistic goal kind of coming into the season? Right. So before the season started, um, we kind of set some more realistic goals. Um, we wanted to see, you know, how we match up in our region. And I was just telling, you know, let's just try to make a strong run in the region. You know, we want to see what it's like. Um, life on the road, experience some road games when they really count. Um, but coming out of Christmas break, um, I think if you look at our schedule, our losses in November and December come from the top three teams in skis in 1A. So coming off our Christmas tournament, we were very confident where we were, where the team stood, and we just made some new goals to, you know, hey, let's let's try to go win this region with what all, with what all we have been through. Um, so we kind of changed the goals mid-season, and we was actually able to accomplish them. So, Yeah, and, and what kind of gave you that kind of – you know, idea that you could make that push because at that point, you know, you guys are under 500. You guys went on quite a run here once 2023 started to get back to that 500 mark. Was there something that you were seeing that the guys were close to being able to kind of make that turn once region play right. really kicked um, off? So, like I always tell them, you know, our team is structured of basically we have two seniors. Um, they're basically in their second season ever playing basketball. And our, the core of our team is five ninth graders and two freshmen. So I kind of embraced them all year, you know, feed their mind like, hey, let's just live in the moment. We have nothing to lose. But, you know, just after watching us play a Faith Christian, watching us play a Richard win, and just feeling confident that, hey, our guys can actually compete, man. So when we come out of that Christmas tournament at Richard win, um, we just set some new goals and everybody bought in. I think everybody started to see what we were talking about. So I'm just excited to be in the position we're in right now. And confidence is a big thing with a group that is as young and you know inexperienced basketball wise as yours is. Right. Let's kind of talk a little bit about kind of what that process has been right. like with this group. You know, dating back to the guys that were on that first team right. last year. Right. What was kind of that process going back to day one of this thing of so kind of we went into the, those seeds. We went into the summer league with a, with a couple more kids that actually started to take interest. I guess seeing the uniforms and seeing guys being involved. They wanted to start being involved. So we got the guys to come out. Everybody just started buying in. Once the summer league was over, you know, we went through some ups and downs. We lost a few people, but, you know, we kind of kept our heads high. I was I was feeling very confident in what we had already built around what we had. And so going forward from taking our losses, we just put our head down and just 
stayed in our lane and played, man. So. Yeah, and with that process, you know, so many of these guys being either first or second year basketball players, was there kind of a green light moment for some of your top guys where, you know, the the lights just kind of came on and things clicked of of not only, you know, being able to go out there and compete, but feeling confident that right. they could go out and win a basketball game. Right. So for most of our younger guys, they've they've played basketball. I think for for the most part, most of them have been overlooked and it's not the talent, skill, the skill level is more so the school they went to. You know, you you trying out for an Alex Drive or a Bates, you, you're trying out against you know multiple great basketball players. So a lot of those kids get discouraged. And I think the biggest part is they was able to find opportunity over here with us at Reagan Prep. And guys like Jamie Richardson who came to us last year, this this kid is incredible, man. So it's nothing against those coaches over there. It's just a lot of talent in that gym. But for a senior like Jayshon Stoops who's never played basketball, to see him get a steal and go on that fast break. And know a year ago he may have missed that layup or kicked it out of bounds. Now he's finishing that layup with the left hand and the right hand. It speaks volume to what me and the coaching staff is trying to put into our guys. Yeah, and we'll kind of deep dive into the season a little bit more in a sec. But you mentioned middle school, and you you know having this middle school program that right. you've been able to to build up over at Reagan Prep. Tell me a little bit about you know the excitement of being able to see um, a developmental kind of team, right? <laughs> Instead so, of having to throw every kid you've got coming out, right? Of so our first season, I had to throw everybody we had on varsity. I mean, if it was an eighth grader, you had to go to varsity. I mean, the biggest thing was I wanted them to experience the highest level and get comfortable with it because they had years to grow but with us starting this middle school now we were able to see that we have fifth graders sixth graders that are actually willing to learn how to play the game step outside their comfort zone and with that being said we also have people in the community who's aware of the school and want to give their kids that opportunity so we've got a lot of kids coming over trying to get into the school to this day because of the opportunities that we actually present yeah, and having the girls team at the middle school level as well and kind of plant the seeds of getting that varsity team maybe getting oh, yeah. ready to go in the oh, next yeah. year or two. Oh, yeah, and our girls um, this this season, you know, it's been a struggle trying to get the girls out. We, we, we had six girls. We're back down to five now. But just to see the growth from where they started from day one, these girls – wasn't catching the ball, wasn't dribbling the ball, just to see him catch it, even lay up, make a layup. We had one girl, she's a fifth grader, um, Treyana Maxfield. I'm pretty sure a lot of people is aware of her. Um, that girl can play. <laughs> she can play, man. She can play. Um, but she's actually helping a lot of the kids grow around her, um, helping helping the team out the best way she can. And, um, you know, big shout-out to Coach Kendra Brown. She's actually doing a thing with the girls. Absolutely. You know, just for, for all three of those teams together, what does it kind of do to help, you know, bring an environment of athletics to Reagan Prep? You know, the, the boys' basketball team right. started that last year. You, right. you had some cross-country in the fall and things like yes, that. Sir. You know, expanding things out again in the spring with some more athletics. Yes, so, sir. And actually, we, um, we, we, did, we did a bowling event last night. We have a bowling team that consists of five members. We also have archery. They're going to be competing in the um, state qualifier this weekend at Batesburg Leesville. So it's it's been a it's been a journey, man, and a great one at that. And I, I appreciate every coach that jumped on board with the willingness to teach and give back to our youth because that's what it's going to take to build this program. Yeah, and have you kind of seen the you know the the school community rally behind athletics in general as a as a school that you know a oh, year yes. and a half ago didn't have? That. Oh yes, it's, and it's a great feeling. I mean. For our students, and I said this last year, um, most of our kids are going to go to college in something other than sports. Um, but just to see them get a chance to have that extra curriculum 
it's amazing, man. I mean, our kids are actually taking it to it. We're seeing kids go to archery practice, go to bowling practice, things. They actually have something to do in the afternoon now. Absolutely. And and let's talk about this kind of stretch run that you guys have been on right now. When you guys, you know, the calendar turned over and you started region play, things started clicking for you guys pretty early. You know, what kind of went right for you guys as you kind of started with South Aiken to, to kick off that region and 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 get things going here? Um just just trying to be prepared. Um game planning for each game, you know. The biggest thing and the biggest challenge with our guys is being so young, and I'm proud of them for it, is being able to make the adjustments night in and night out. Um, the, I think the biggest difference is when you play in a varsity sport, you have to prepare for each team. So you have to take a minute to stop from the things that you do to prepare yourself and actually prepare for the team itself. So um, just making those adjustments night in and night out, knowing that we have to be prepared for each team that comes in, it's, it's been a great journey, man. It's been great to see. Well, and when your your schedule turns like that, where you play, what, like two region games before Christmas, right. and then all of a sudden, once you guys got back from the new year, right. it was pretty much exclusively region games. Right. Was there kind of an important um, message that you kind of had to get across to the kids that, hey, these games kind of matter well, a little bit more than well, the ones the biggest we thing, before? Well, the biggest thing is this, and you know, part of our culture that we're creating here at Reagan Prep is... Before we start every practice on the varsity level, I sit down, we talk to the guys, and we have a conversation about changes, making the changes, making the adjustments, not just on the court, but in life, things you want to do. Because right now, with the opportunity we're giving them, they're in ninth grade, eighth grade, and they're playing varsity. Um, and so I always tell them, this, this is you writing your story right now, and you can write it at a young age. So when we come out that region, when we come out Christmas break, and a lot of those coaches and teams that we played are always come up there at the end of the game and say, hey, you guys are going to look good in your region. You guys have a really good chance in your region. So just feeding off those coaches' confidence, seeing how our, how our guys were coming together, we knew coming out of Christmas break that we had a shot. We just had to focus and dial in. Yeah, and you also had to make some some long road trips right oh, yeah. out of the holidays. You oh, know, yeah. going down to South Aiken, going down to Georgia to play right. Curtis Baptist. You know, oh, yeah. what was that like to um, kind of get thrown into those long road trips? Right. right. Out the so for me, I kind of embrace it. Um, like I said, I'm from that area, so it gives me a chance to get some of my family and friends to come out and support our school. Um, for our kids, it's been long and tough. You know, you get back from those road trips. 12 midnight, almost midnight, and the kids have to go to school the next morning. But to see the, see our guys ride for two hours, focus, the bus is quiet, and then get off the bus, be able to watch and cheer on our middle school teams, and then come out and actually be able to perform, it's an amazing feeling, especially at such a young age because it's easy for those guys to get off track. Yeah, and that Curtis Baptist game being the one game that you guys have lost since the calendar turn. Tell me a little bit about that game and what kind of important lessons guys were able to take away from it. So the Curtis Baptist game um, on the road was actually probably one of the biggest road games we played in this season. Um, not just because of the region statue, but just because of the atmosphere. You got a packed house in Augusta. Um, it's a two-hour ride. And it's a big region game. The first game with two teams that were undefeated. I think they were 4-0. and We were 3-0 and um, coming into that matchup. So I think both teams had it out. Both teams had great game plans. And I think our kids that night got a chance to actually learn who we are and that we actually can come from anything. Um, we first faced a lot of adversity. Like I tell our guys, that, that's life on the road. Um, calls are going to go against you. Things are not going to go your way. They're going to have better games. They're in their gym. So we try to make our adjustments stay focused. And I think the biggest lesson we learned that 
no matter what's going going against us, we still have fight. We had three kids foul out that game, and I had to depend on three guys from off our bench, and they stepped up. We lost the game by five points. So that was major. Yeah, and you know, you never want to lose a ball game, but sometimes you learn more from a game like that exactly. that you come out on the wrong end exactly. than you do all the games that you end up winning. Yep, and I think we found out that night that, hey, we have something special, and I think – Going forward, we, we put our minds to it that, hey, we're not losing another game in this region. Um, we're going to put our heads down and stay focused. We're not going to be um, get get crazy about the calls and things like that. So we stayed focused. They came to us. It was actually another big night when they came to us because it was our homecoming. So it's another packed gym. So I think they had the chance to experience the same thing we experienced the first time. Absolutely, yeah, and that was only two games later as well. Exactly. So what was that rematch like for the guys to kind of know – you know, have that so fresh in their minds, the game that had just been played, you know, a week before? Well, I tried to keep their minds focused on, you know, we had to go to the next region game, of course. So I tell them, you know, we have to let that game go. Um, we have another one to play. So we tried to, we kind of took it day by day. Once we got through that, once we got through that um, next region game, I f- we put our focus back on Curtis Baptist and we executed our game plan and came out on top. Absolutely. And then from there, you guys have two games against Sandhills to be able to secure a region title. And, you know, as the guys are going into that second game in particular, knowing that they're one game away from kind of finishing this thing off, right. were there some extra nerves just knowing, you know, well, what was kind of So for me, um, I wouldn't say it was nerves. I I think it was a sense of the, the, the you could you could tell the youth, the sense of youth on our team being that. Because the margin of victory was so big the first game, I think our kids kind of were kind of relaxed in that second game. Um, so I kind of try to – I call the timeout and I kind of try to put them together and say, hey, listen, great teams put teams away. Um, so right now we're not playing like a great team. I understand what we did to them last time, but we cannot live off last game. We're in, we're in their gym now. Um, so that team played actually a little better. The scores were kind of the same. So after the game I kind of told our team like, hey – I don't feel like nobody got better because we came out flat, and I think it was a little arrogance. It may have been, but it seemed as if we're not putting the teams away. So I kind of try to get them to refocus on what our mission was and just to show them to become a good team. Yeah, and coming into the year, did you expect to be able to be kind of giving that message of, hey, we need to be putting teams away rather well, – you, you know what I mean? Like so just the, the – Coming, in, being coming in that into position. the year – are you meaning, you meaning coming into the second semester or – Just coming into year two even, So really. coming into year two, my, my mindset was, hey, we got a pretty decent squad. Let's go see what we can do. Um, we went out to the first preseason tournament in Charleston Collegiate, and we won the first game. We looked pretty good. And then we came back the second game, and you can actually see the youth. And it was like – it was almost like an AAU tournament feel. And I had to get them out of that mindset like, hey, just because you're playing back-to-back and you won the first one doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win the second one. So it was a great – it was a great day that day. I think we learned a lot about ourselves that particular day. Um, I just – and I didn't do it on purpose. I just kind of loved the way our schedule actually panned out after Charleston Collegiate because we were able to see a good team. See, well, we were able to see two good teams, and we actually competed with both. Um, and then we come out and play the top three teams after that, top two teams after that with um, Faith Christian and Richard Wynn. 
Absolutely. And let's talk about some of these kids that have been kind of leading the charge. You've had, you know, a, a, a nice little core where it's not necessarily one kid every right. single game that right. is leading you the way. You know, a lot of times it has been Jamie Richardson, who, um, you know, maybe one of your more experienced guys as a freshman. Right. And then, of course, you've got the the eighth graders, Amir Robinson, who's been electric for oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, Cordell Sims has had some really oh, yeah. standout games for oh, you. Yeah. So let's start talking about those three in so, particular. So basically we – um. Pride ourselves on sharing the basketball. Um, I don't really set our offense based around one person. Um, we're not really a great three-point shooting team. So we try to get it on the defensive end and our press and, and swing that ball around and get some buckets. Um, for Jamie, it's been more – the challenge for him has been more on the defensive end. Anything offensively, I think he can put it on the floor. He can bang in the inside. He can play the wing. Um, Cordell has been big. He's actually been making the transition because coming out of middle school, he's been playing the forward center position. And I let him know, you know, hey, we're playing varsity. So you may be playing more of a wing, but you may have to go down to the bottom sometimes. So he's been making that transition, and it's been absolutely amazing to see. Um, For me, I've watched him play in the community. I've never seen him shoot threes. So to see him attempting three-point shots, taking jump shots, it's been amazing. Um, as far as our freshman, I mean, our eighth grader, Zamir Robson Hill, this kid is electrifying, man. I mean, I found him this summer. Um, he played out within the summer league with us. Um, and he's just, he, this kid can go. He, the defensive end, I've, we've lost it. We lost a face Christian, I want to say it was 77 to 27. But I watched this eighth grader guard a senior guard all night long, and he held that senior to 11 points. And that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and you mentioned Cordell being a guy who's kind of, you know, used to playing down in the post and, you know, learning that transition. And that's always kind of the challenge when you get kids at the middle school level where they kind of, you know, sprout up a little quicker than maybe some of the other kids. But also, you know, they're all so young by the time you're getting them to a varsity level that you don't even know if they're done growing yet. You don't know where he's going to end up necessarily. Exactly. So, yeah, it's been major with Cordell, man. I think the biggest thing with him – is let, allowing him the freedom to figure it out. Um, like I tell him all the time, this is your first year playing on the wing. So at the end of the day, you have to figure it out. You're going to make mistakes, but you have to stay in the game. Just keep your head focused. And he's done a pretty good job at it. So, I mean, I can't I can't complain. Yeah, and with Zamir, I mean, a kid that has – you know, made an instant impact as an eighth grader at the varsity level. You guys are kind of more used to that than most teams probably right. are right. kind of right now, just based on how kind of early you guys are in building this thing. But right. you know, was there a, a specific moment that made it seem like, okay, this kid might be something that we, you know, need to be looking out for? Oh, yes. Um, And it's actually – I, it was, it's a couple moments with Zamir, man. He has he has a couple of great moments. But I, I would say this. I'm going to give you a bad moment, and then I'm going to give you a good moment. So we played Curtis Baptist the first game. Zamir was one of the kids that fouled out. And I want to say he probably had – he left that game with about six points. I think his mentality was to be the best eighth grader on the court, meaning Curtis Baptist's best player is an eighth grader. He averages like 20-something points a game. Really good kid, really great kid. And I think Zamir was trying to win the one-on-one battle versus doing what you're supposed to do for your team to win the game. Um, We pulled him aside. We talked to him. And the next game, I think Zamir walked out that game with like 16 points against Curtis Baptist with a win. So that that right there showed me that, hey, we can make him make the adjustments. He's going to listen and do what he has to do. He accepts his criticism, and he puts his nose down to do what he has to do to handle his business. 
Yeah, and you guys are now nearing the end of the regular season here. As we record this on Thursday, you guys got Clarendon Hall tonight. By the time this comes out, that game will have been played. So the playoffs are what's right around the corner for you guys. Right. Tell me a little bit about your guys' path forward. Do you guys have a region tournament? Yes, sir. Okay. Region, our region tournament starts next Thursday. Um, it'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Curtis Baptist. <laughs> yeah, so that'll yes. that's where it gets interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. Tell me a little bit about oh, yes. the message to the guys about going back down there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, hope you know, realistically for you guys, that's right. who you expect to find at the end of this thing. Right. So um, what is what so, is kind of the message going so in? So honestly, we, we've talked about it, but we haven't spent much time on it. I'm a guy, I like I don't like to skip games. Um, our focus right now is finishing our goals, and one of our goals was to finish the season with a winning record. So we have, Kurt, um, we have Clarendon Hall tonight, and that's basically been our focus. But we have, we, have talk, we have touched on it a little bit, and basically what we tell them is this. We've been there. We know the environment. We know what we have to do. Let's go handle business. I mean, it, it can't get any simpler than that. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about Skiza with a young team like this is you kind of get a taste of a playoff environment before the Skiza playoffs right, begin. Right, right. How, how big do you think that's going to be in, in giving these guys and that kind of an idea of what that playoff environment is really like before they, they go to the win-and-go-home kind of stage? Right, right. And I think this is a great, great – chance for our kids to see, you know, some of the great coaches that we have in our region. I mean, we have some great coaches. Man. Um, there are going to be a lot of coaches that's going to make a lot of adjustments this tournament. So I don't plan on seeing the same teams that we've seen in the region. I think these guys are going to be a little more prepared. They, they know us. They've, they've got, the, they got the formula on us now. So our job is to try to prepare our guys to make sure that we're not entering this game thinking it's already won because we won before. Um, like I said, we're going to going up against some great coaches. So. Yeah, and you know, as you guys will prepare for the state playoffs after this, you know, based on how much success you guys have been able to have over the last month, does that kind of change what your preseason goals may have been for the playoffs? Right. Um. So, like I said, we always take time every day. We talk. Um. We talk about our culture and our goals. So, um, just like yesterday, we were talking. Um, before practice, before we got on the court, and we were saying, hey. Now we're now we're approaching our tournaments, our region tournament and our state playoffs. For me, our goal should be to let's win this region tournament. Um, so that's one of our goals. Our our next goal is to let's make a run in this playoffs. We don't necessarily have to win state. Let's make a run. Let everybody know that Reagan Prep will be here for years to come. Um, and that's that's one of our biggest goals. Well, and with any young program, the f- the firsts kind of start coming quick, and you guys have, you know, been able to knock out a few of those in these first couple of seasons. Right. This week, you get to knock off the first region title, and you know, how much are you looking forward to that first playoff win, whether it be this year or next year? Well, just just to give that to this program of just right. another big first. Right. Well, it's 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 it's. It's not a day that goes by that I don't think about. I will say that. Um, However, we want to take it one day at a time, one step at a time, one game at a time. If it happens this year, hey, that's an amazing feeling, man, with so much we have accomplished this year. But I know going into these playoffs, we're going to go go against some great coaches, some great players. So I'm just excited to see how our guys will make those adjustments and adapt to that kind of environment. I think the biggest thing with the state playoffs is, which could be a plus or a minus for us, it's in Sumter, so our kids get a chance to play in front of their hometown, in front of their crowd. It's, it's almost like home court advantage, but it can also be a downside because now we may get nervous when everybody's out. So I'm interested to see how we actually 
approach that first time in the playoffs. Yeah, and regardless of how, you know, the season ends up wrapping up with the playoffs, you know, what do you want the biggest takeaway from this season to be for this group as you guys continue to build this program forward? Hey, man, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I mean, we have a young team, a very young team, and I tell them every day, um, you write your own story. You can create this story right now, and it goes the way you want to go as long as you put in the work in. So, hey, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. All right. Well, I think that's all I've got for okay. you, Anthony. Thank you so yes, much sir. for taking out the time. We're looking forward to seeing what the Rams are able to do down the home yes, stretch sir. here. Um, would it be – can I say anything? Yeah, about, um, absolutely. Because I have something. Um, so, actually, um, I just wanted to put it out there. You know, we was founded – Reagan Prep was founded in 2014, um, and we are growing stronger each year. Um, we're actually looking for some partnerships in the community to help with our um, – help continue to build our strong foundation. Um it's our deepest desire to try to, you know, make partnerships with anybody in the community, try to help a student out, whether it be scholarships, helping our financial, um, our athletic side, the, the, the scholarship side, um, student scholarship side, whatever it may be. Um, if there's any, any partnerships in the area, anybody that's interested in trying to, you know, partnership with Reagan Prep and help out our students, academics, athletics, whatever it may be, don't hesitate to give us a call. Absolutely. Well, and a lot of big things in the future at Reagan oh, yeah. Prep. Hopefully that oh, yeah. gym's going to be oh, built yes. up soon oh, and yes. you guys will actually have a proper kind of home gym for oh, you, yes. you guys to, to oh, get yes. to defend and call your own. Oh, yeah. That'll do it for this week's episode of The Blitz. Thanks again for Anthony for coming in to chat a little bit of hoops with me. We're looking forward to seeing what the Rams are able to do in their first trip to the playoffs in the coming weeks. Also on the item this week, we've got the grind coming up on Wednesday. We're going to be up at least Central with the home siblings who are working to live up to the legacy that is the older generations in their family who have all won state championships with the Stallions. For the Item Podcast Network and Studio Sumter, I'm Tim Leibel. Thanks for listening.